0: Glad you're here, glad you made the effort to be here. I want to encourage you uh, to not just plan to be here, go ahead and make a time, plan to be here, but not just do that, uh, but to invite some folks to, to attend with you. Uh, I'm pretty excited about what we're going to do. Let me start off, and we're really going to have uh, some time of thought, some time of, of uh, consideration, introspection for us as folks, and so let me just ask the question, and, and you just think about it. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? We, we ask that question, and we are pretty quick to say, it's going fine. It's going good. Uh, it's, it's actually going pretty well. How's it going? How is it going? And here's the next one. How is it really going? How is your life going? And I want you to think, and this is going to be really the, the starting place for our study. How is your life going? And I, I want you to sit here tonight, and I want you to think, is it going great? Is it going great? It's great. Uh, Is it tough? Is it tough right now? You know what, it's it's pretty tough. Uh, Is it not as I expected? It's not what I expected. This isn't where I thought I would be. Isn't where I thought we'd be. Is that what you'd say? Or or maybe you'd say, you know what, there's a couple of problem areas. You know what, it's, it's not bad. We're making it. We're getting through some things. But you know what, there's a couple of problem areas. Or maybe you'd say, you know what, I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Or maybe you're, you're sitting here and maybe you're smiling, maybe you're not, uh, but you're just mad. You're mad. You're brewing over and you're just mad. Um, maybe somebody would hear say, life's going somewhere. I don't even know life is going anywhere. Where's life going? Uh, are you happy? Hey, I'm happy. Are you really happy with, with where you're at? And then here's one, are you faking it? You know what? I'm I'm pretty good at letting you letting you see one side, but you know what? There's some things if you could actually see uh, what's behind my face, if you could see what's behind my skin, uh, it's really not all that that it's cracked up to be. Not all the things that I'm portraying. And I'm talking from the from the, the youth that are here to us, the oldest folks here. Uh, how is it going uh, tonight? We're going to start a 13-week Bible study, and I'll, I'll tell you, I am very very excited. I and Um, I don't say that loudly. I'm very excited about the possibilities of this Bible study, the potential of this Bible study for for you as an individual, for me, uh, for us as a church, for for us as believers. Um, I I look around, and and just today you see all of the insanity of of our world that we're living in, and I'm excited about the potential, the possibilities that could come out of just uh, this Bible study. Our Bible study is going to be entitled, how-to's on the highway to heaven. That's what it's called, how-to's on the highway to heaven. Uh, the, the truth is there is a gap between getting saved, putting your faith in Jesus Christ and heaven and, and life in eternity, heaven. Uh, there's a gap between the point where we say, you know what, I understand who Christ is and I'm trusting him with my salvation and eternity and that gap is what we call life. We're actually living a life, and you know what? Uh, Sometimes we act like what is the starting place is actually the finish line, and I'm talking about us in the church. Sometimes we act like, you know what, if you'll put your faith in Christ, if you'll get saved, if you'll trust Jesus, that's the end, and we've, we've talked, and we've preached, and we've gone to all these places, and we've gone to every house in Vernon three times, and if you'll just trust Jesus, that is the end. That's the finish line. And actually, we've, we've neglected to tell folks the truth. That is the starting place. That's not the finish line. That's not where we stop. That's actually the starting place. Uh, sometimes we act like, well, now that I'm saved, that's taken care of. Well, now I'm just going to endure a bunch of days. I just got a bunch of days to make it through. Heaven's coming. Praise the Lord. I'm ready for that. But I've just got to endure some days. I've got to figure out how to endure some days. And don't sometimes you think you just, you know I'm just trying to figure out how to get by here. I'm waiting for Christ to come again, or he calls me home, uh, and I'm just trying to figure out how to make it. Uh, That's actually not what it is to live as a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, What we we call the ending place sometimes, the finish line is actually the starting point, and that's when we begin our life as believers, abiding in Christ, walking with Christ, Actually, living as followers of Jesus Christ for 13 weeks, we're going to see the roadmap. Now, we're going to see what God's direction is, what He says about very real things. Now, here's uh, something I noticed, and we're going to we're going to talk about it in a couple weeks. That's going to be so brutal uh, that that it may scare us a little bit. Uh, we're sometimes scared to talk about very real things. What about this and my Christian faith? What about what I believe as a follower of Christ and how it ties into this very practical thing? And so we're going to see the roadmap. We're going to see the direction of God's Word, especially concerning some very real, real things. Uh, Next week, everybody here will get a book. There's a book that goes along with the Bible study. Uh, It has has the, the 12 chapters. Today's the Uh, first week in an introduction, and so there'll be the 12 chapters after this week, and you'll follow along, and you'll read. It's expositional. It's verse-driven. It's based upon the Bible. It's based upon God's Word, and we're going to work through these 12 different uh, topics, these 12 different chapters, uh, seeing what the Bible says about some practical things. Now, listen to the things we're going to cover. These are uh, tremendous things that we're going to cover. The first thing is this First thing we're gonna talk about is the road itself. We're talking about the gap between putting our faith in Christ and actually eternity in heaven with Christ. Uh, We're on a road, and that's the the analogy that the book uses, Uh, but it's gonna talk about the road itself. And it's a very unique perspective. So I think we have a wrong picture of the road. And so we're gonna talk about the road itself, how to get on the road, where, where does it start for us to be on the road, there's a lot of folks that think, hey, I'm on the road, I'm in the car, and they haven't even gotten on the highway yet. So we're going to talk about a very interesting perspective of the road itself, how to begin on the road, what it means to be traveling on the road. From there, we're going to talk about uh, the fuel that propels us as Christians, uh, the Holy Spirit of God that lives inside of us. You know what? That is a very misunderstood subject. That is a oftentimes misapplied subject. But at the same time, uh, sometimes it is a neglected subject. Uh, Do you know we live as followers of Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit of God that lives inside of us, that fully indwells us at the point that we're saved? Well, we're going to talk about our fuel between getting saved and residing with Christ in heaven, the Holy Spirit of God. What does he do? What does that mean in our life as Christians? We're going to talk about the roadmap. This will be the third week. Which is gonna talk about, which is gonna lay out knowing and doing the will of God. Do you know that's a hard thing? Um, Knowing and doing the will of God. Um, We make that complicated. Sometimes we put our perspective into that. How do you know what you're gonna major in in college? How do you know who you're gonna marry? Is God that specific? How do I know what I'm supposed to do here? What about this decision? How do you know God's will? And and, and sometimes we just act like, I'll just jump out and do something, see how it turns out. I don't think you'll be too mad if I try that. Uh, And and it's gonna actually tell us how to know and then how to do the will of God. What an awesome thing to be at any point in your life, to be a kid, a student, uh, to be an adult and say, you know what, man, I didn't expect today, but you know what, I know I'm in God's will. I know I'm in God's will. I know I'm walking in obedience. And so it's gonna be fine. We're gonna talk about the third week Knowing and doing God's will, all right? And then there are some weeks in succession that are things that we deal with um, that I don't know. I can tell you a couple of these. I've never heard somebody touch with a 10-foot pole, but we're actually gonna talk about um, guilt. What if you're carrying guilt? Wish I hadn't have done that. Wish I had never, ever gone there. These things in my life. I've, I've got this thing, this guilt that I'm, that I'm carrying around. We're going to talk about anxiety, one whole week on anxiety. We're going to talk about fear. What a, what a timely thing for that, for that. And you think about today, i watch the news and you go, I don't know if we should get in the bunker. I don't know if we should get out our guns. I don't know. My brother texted me and said, I need to come back to Texas. Um, I, don't, I don't know what we're going to do. And so what about fear? We need to talk about what are we going to do about fear. Now, here's one I've never heard anybody talk with a Bible open, seeing what God said, we're going to talk about depression. Um, a huge problem in our culture, in our society, in our day, in our world, we're going to talk about depression. We're going to talk about loneliness, a whole week on loneliness. We're going to talk about false doctrines. Um, we talked about a lot this past Sunday on the, in the Sunday morning message. Uh, we talked about false teachers, false teachers, false teachers. Well, how do you know what's a false teaching? And you go, that sounds very similar. Um, That that sounds like what my granddad used to say. That sounds like uh, what I've heard before. Uh, How do you identify? How do you know false doctrines? We're going to talk about one week, trouble or unexpected problems. Now, here's the crazy thing. There's a gap between getting saved, putting your faith in Christ, and actually residing with Christ in eternity. And I don't know, I, I sit there and go, I don't know how many of our problems just pop up that we didn't think we'd have the week before. Um, today, I did the funeral for a 57-year-old. Tomorrow, I do the funeral for a 47-year-old. And I wonder how many folks wake up one week and say, I never knew we'd be thinking about these things next week. I never thought we'd be dealing with this next week. And it could be, uh, it could be the motor in your car blows up or it could be a divorce that you didn't know, hey, I didn't expect a year ago, this is how my life would turn out. What do you do about unexpected trouble in your life? Here's one. What about temptation? And sometimes I think, well, you know what? I've been going to church. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, What do you do? How do you identify? How do you walk through life dealing with temptation? And then the last week, the 12th week, we're going to talk about how to witness to people, how to bring people onto the highway with you and travel with them. Um, that that sounds well. Okay, of course we're going to do that. And that sounds like well, you know what? That's that's something I knew he was going to talk about. But how many of us actually think about you know what? The 57 year old that didn't know Christ is in trouble when they pass away. The 47 year old, the 18 year old, the 14 year old, the 89 year old that doesn't know Christ. How am I going to be prepared uh, to lead people to Christ to talk about it? And it's pretty interesting how the first week is going to tie in very heavily to the last week. And you're gonna be able to walk out here and say, you know what, I have a plan, a thoughtful plan uh, to lead people to Christ between my salvation and res- residing with Christ in heaven. All right, and then that brings us to today. And this is the starting place. This is the lead in to the 12 chapters. Uh, and here's the deal. We all have to get to this same place. And this is, is gonna be the weird thing. and I'm gonna tell you, it's about to get weird for a little bit. We all have to get to the same place um, to start the study, to begin and to actually uh, move through the study and, and see what God's going to say to us, where he's going to lead us. Now, let me, let me say this, and I need to say this. What I'm getting ready to tell you is not normal. Don't let that scare you. It is not normal. What I'm getting ready to tell you would be viewed as ignorant by a whole lot of folks What I'm getting ready to tell you, what we're getting ready to study, will not be popular. It's not going to be popular. Popular opinion is not going to say, hey, that's that's a good thing. What I'm getting ready to tell you, the the starting place is going to be not normal. But here's my question for you, and I'm being very honest. If, If you're 14, if you're 89, how is normal working for you? And I'm, I, I, I'm going to just tell you this. I'm, I'm being very serious. Haven't you had enough of normal? And that's, we, we live in the most messed up time where we go, if I could just feel normal again, if things would just get normal. Last year it was normal. I just want normal. Well, I want to ask you the question, how's normal working for you? How's normal working out for you? Um, haven't you had nor- enough of what normal brings? And that's, that's what I'm sitting there. Today, here's what we have. Um, the greatest time for the church to stand as a witness to the, to the saving grace of Jesus Christ, church is empty. Uh, the, 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 the time we're most educated, we're, we've got our educated, man, we're educated. And, and we've got this problem and that problem and that problem. And we've got folks messing around with the Capitol and all this crazy stuff. We as a nation can't count our votes. Does that scare you? We can't count our votes. All of these crazy things. And here's the deal. Have you had enough of what normal brings? Because that's what normal brings. And I'm talking about your house. When you go inside and shut your door, have you had enough of what normal brings? Now, here's here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're okay with how it is, then I'm just going to tell you, congratulations, you just bought a 12-week break. Now, there's going to be snacks. You might like those, and you might want to hang out and see some folks. But this is a study for people who've had all they want of normal. And that's, that's the starting place. This is a study, and, it, and I'm not I'm not pulling your leg, for people who've had all they want of normal. We are convinced normal's okay. We're convinced that the greatest thing we can do is be normal. And I'm gonna tell you some things that are not normal, uh, but that are so much better than normal. And, and, and if you're ready to start this and say, you know what, Normal, it is not working. I'm tired of normal. I'm tired of what, I, what, what, what getting in the past is getting me in the future. If that's where you're at, then this is a great study for you. And you're going to say, you know what? Uh, where do we step out from here? So that's the first place. Here's the start. And it, this is going to sound reasonable and maybe religious until you actually have to start to think about it. Here's the start for tonight. Going to lead into 12 weeks from here, but here's the start. Now, stay with me. I'm asking questions. You answered you know, quietly to yourself. I'm asking questions. Here's the first question. Is God's word, the Bible, truth? Is it truth? Is God's word the truth? Is it the truth? Um, let, me, let me say this. That is why there's such a big attack on the Bible. Um, and you're about to see why. That's why there's, That's why the world says, you know what? Aren't there some problems right here? That's not trustworthy right here. I'm not sure we can believe it right here. It may say some things about here, about salvation, but, it, but I'm not sure we can trust it over here. Is God's word truth? The world and Satan leads it, attacks God's word as the truth, because you know what, if we take the truth out, we just go back to what does the world say is normal. First question is this, is God's word the truth? You better decide that, is God's word the truth? I've been trying to preach for 11 years, God's word is the truth, but you better reconcile, is God's word the truth? If you're not, if you're not settled on the fact that this God's word is the truth, uh, then you're gonna have to go back and start there. But the first question is this, is God's word the truth? Our right, second question, and it just builds from there, Given by the creator, is God's word the truth, listen, given by the creator? Maybe Paul had a good day and wrote some good stuff. Is that where this came from? Well, maybe maybe the tradition of Judaism and blah, 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 and some scribes put some stuff together. Is God's word the truth given by the creator? Let me tell you this. Why do you think there's such an attack on the creation account? It's not believable, It couldn't happen in that many days, couldn't happen like that. We can't base, we can't, science doesn't seem to base any validity in that. Why do you think there's such an attack um, on creation? Let me tell you something, and, I, and, I, and we're gonna get there in a few weeks, but, but let me just tell you something. If you, if you teach, you know what, you're created by evolution, and there's not an all-knowing, infinitely wise creator that created you, you know what, your purpose changes. The meaning of life changes. The value of life changes. What you would do with your life changes. That is why there is such a huge attack on creation. I I, I say all the time, if you have a book and the whole first chapter you take out, you know what, the rest of the book doesn't make much sense. And yet we'll say, you know what, I believe he was in the grave three days. I believe he's alive again. No way could he create like that. So here's the question. Is God's word the truth? listen very carefully, given by the creator, all right, here's the next part, with the wisdom behind creation. Now, this is important. Is God's word the truth given by the creator with the wisdom behind creation? Now, we're going somewhere. If you build a house, that's what you do, And you go and you say, well, I want I want three bedroom, I want two bath, I want a a kitchen like this, I want an island over here, I want a pantry like that. I've always wanted a laundry room like this. And you build the house, and I would come over and say, well, what's the what's the meaning for this? And we say, well, we wanted these top doors. Well, why'd you put this type air conditioner? Well, you know what, blah, blah, blah. We want this kind of air conditioner. Well, why did you put gas stove instead of electric stove? Well, we think it's better and it's more consistent. And you will be able to tell all of the reason why's for all the things that you did in the house that you created, anything you created. You create a rocket ship and I get in the rocket ship and you say, well, what's that? And you hold on oh, not push that. Well, why is that here? Why is that here? Should we buckle up? If you create something, you know the reasons behind it. Is God's word the truth given by the creator with the wisdom behind creation? So here's the question. Does God have the wisdom behind all that he created? And and what I'm saying is this. So if he created this thing, shouldn't he be the one to tell you how this thing operates best? If I created the apple tree, shouldn't I be able to tell you, you know what? Don't eat them when they're green. Come back when they're red and pull it down. And you know what? If you mash it into juice, it's gonna be good. If you're the creator of a thing, shouldn't you know how to tell you how it operates best? Is God's word the truth given by the creator with the wisdom behind creation? Let me say that again. It's God's word, the truth, given by the creator with the wisdom behind creation. All right, let me, I have an example over here. These are some of the areas of life, and and you could probably pick uh, 20 more things. We ran out of boxes today, so this is where we ended up. Uh, These are the things that together together they make up life, but notice they're individual pieces of your life. Now, your whole life uh, is not your health, and that's a big part of your life. Your whole life's not your business, uh, but that's a big part of your life. But all of these together make up your life, but they're all individual pieces of your life. All right, let me ask you a question. So what areas do we trust God with? What areas do we trust God with? That's a pretty good question. Now, let me tell you what I just entered into. I entered into the thought process of our age, which is called compartmentalization. Uh, you're, we are able, you're able to compartmentalize things. We're able to say, you know what? Uh, my parenting is separate from my health, is different from my entertainment, is different from my finances. And we think, what I've got my finances over here and they're in this compartment, but they do not translate into my home life over there. We think we can separate the pieces of our life and that's what we're, we're pretty good at doing, what we're trained to do. So let me, let me ask you this. What areas will we give to God? And I'm just gonna be honest. What areas would you give to God? Now, here, I'm just gonna help you with this. Here's the area... He's an eternal God. Um, He's the creator of all things. He provided a savior for me in Jesus Christ. I went to Texas Tech. They couldn't help me with with eternity. And I I went to the doctor. You know what he couldn't do? He couldn't help me with eternity. Uh, He told me to lose a lot of weight, but he couldn't help me with eternity. So you know what I'm gonna do? This is smart. This is really smart. Guess who's gonna get eternity? God gets eternity. I trust him with eternity. All right, what's the next next thing I might give him? And we start to look, parenting, friends, politics, your time, your marriage, your business, your health, your speech. How do you talk? What do you say? Do you lie? Do you cuss? What's your your manner of speech? Your grief, that's a weird box. Am I gonna trust him with my grief? Finances, entertainment, church, education. Um, These are just the pieces. And I, I look at this big old stack of boxes and I think, You know what? I don't know. This seems like something God ought to be in control over, church. Um, I don't know if he is in control over it, but but it seems like this, because I'm a churchy person, this ought to be something he's in control over. So I go, you know what? Sunday, 10 o'clock, this is him. We got this one. So I've got my church life. Eternity's secure, and Sunday's at 10, all squared away, those two areas. Now, what about the rest of this stuff? We're good. That's good. God's got this. I've got that. Isn't that how we live? Oh, no, no, not me. I'm going to say, isn't that how we live? Let me show you a trick, though. Here's here's how this works. Not going to mess with my friends. Oh, health. I've got my health. That's me. I'm I'm in charge of that. Until what? Bad diagnosis, COVID, cancer, car wreck. And then guess what I'll do? Ooh, God, I need, some, I need this one. I didn't want to bring it over here, but I'm bringing it over here. And so you've got my church and you've got my eternity, and I need you to take my health. God, you're the great physician and you can heal if you want to. I need to be healed, and so I'm going to bring you my health. Now, here's the weird thing that I've noticed. He can have my health. Um, here's what I've noticed about some of these things and this is one of them next year when I'm feeling pretty good I'm kind of doing like this <laughs> I'm taking my health back over here because I got chicken fried steak to eat over here and that's Lord's Supper stuff over there so I'm not going to do that oh my marriage is bad man, tough I'm going to bring him some of this I'm gonna bring it, but I'm going to bring it here that's the, I don't go that far I don't want to do that. Business for sure. God knows nothing about business because you have to lie, cheat, and steal and do all those things. He's not getting any of the business. Entertainment. No way is that going that direction. Entertainment. It may go further than business this way. uh, But here's the thing about entertainment. I know those cuss words are just play, right? I know that scene where they're doing things that Christ went to the cross for are just in the movie, isn't that right? So no way am I bringing that over there. That's not going. My language, that's mine for sure. He, you know. Well, on Sunday, he can have he can have this much of that. I'll stick it like that. So on Sunday, he can have that much. Parenting. I'm the world's greatest parent, and just ask my kids. Until what? Somebody called from school and said, "Man, your kid is a nut." Um, somebody calls from jail and says, "Your kid is a nut." Um, my kid's got a problem I didn't know how to deal with. I didn't deal with addiction. Pick your thing. And so all of a sudden you, all of a sudden you go, "Oh, but I get this one, and, and I'll bring it here." Now I might move it back later, but right now I need him to have that. And that's, that's how we operate with that. Time, That's mine. Politics, that's a weird box today. <laughs> here's, here's what I'm gonna do with politics. He's not getting that for sure. I may go to the Capitol tonight, so he's not getting that. Grief. Does God have a plan for grief? I don't know. I don't know, it hurts, and so I better bring it over there. When it hurts bad enough, it, well, some were tempted to bring them this way. And so I might bring that one over there. Let me ask you a question. Isn't that silly? Normal is thinking that there are things that God will deal with and the rest of them will deal with. That is normal. That is normal. That's our day. That's how we're equipped. He doesn't know anything about business. He doesn't know anything about Dr. Spock in parenting, he doesn't know these things. He does know about church and eternity. Normal today is to think, you know what? There are some things that God will deal with. There are some things that I might put in the middle, and most of these things I'm going to deal with. Here's back to my question. So how's that working? As a parent, as a grandparent, as a spouse, as an employee, as a person that tries to be happy, how is that working? Here's, here's the truth. Now, that it comes from the scripture. God actually is wise and infinite in wisdom, which means this, he knows perfectly. He knows everything. He's infinite in wisdom. He is trustworthy. He, you've never trusted him they he let you down. He is faithful. He is kind. He is infinite in wisdom and kind. That's crazy. So if, something must be, if something's going on, if, there's, if grief is going on, if I'm not equipped to deal with the death of somebody, if that's going on, doesn't, isn't God still kind? Isn't he still infinite in his wisdom? Doesn't it make sense? It would be better to look for my answer over here. He is wise. He is perfect. He is trustworthy. He is kind. He is gracious. He is powerful. He is good. All right, now here's what I've noticed. When I do give him this, pick your area. When I do give him your marriage, when I do give him something, what happens? It always gets better. It always gets better. You know why? Because his word is truth. And he's the creator of all things. And behind him is the wisdom behind creation. Do you know wisdom that marriage was not invented by lawyers? It did not come out of a courthouse. It's not an agreement that someone said this would be a good arrangement for people. It was created by God who instituted it. And so, you know what? If we're going to find the best way to live as married people, it's going to be from him. And you know what? If we'll actually submit to that, guess what's going to happen? We're going to have a better marriage. Now, let me ask you this. So what happens when I say, pick one of these, pick all these, time, health, friends? What happens when I say, this is how we're doing it? Chaos, trouble, drama, train wrecks, garbage, and I I just sit there and go. And I'm talking about me. When will you get enough of that? When will you get enough of crazy, of trouble, of drama? When will you get enough of that? Now, here's where we're going to get into some crazy stuff in, this, in these 12 weeks. So, does God actually have a plan? Let me ask you for this for depression? Does He have a plan for your troubles? That's terrible. That is terrible. It's terrible. Does he have a, does he have a plan for it? The Bible actually says he will work all things together for good. Do you know the Bible says that? All things together for good for those that love him. And so you know what? He must, he must have a plan for my grief, and he must have a plan for my marriage, and he must have a plan even for, for, for depression and troubles and things that pop up. Here, I'm going to give you, so here's the deal. The Christian life, the blessed life, is this. And I'm just going to show you what it is. It's this. Kicking around my friends, it looks like. (laughs) They're used to it. (laughs) The Christian life is actually this. Take it all that way. Take it all that way. 12 weeks, here's what we're getting ready to do. Is God's word the truth given to us by the creator And this is where you're starting to get weird. People are like, "Mm, yeah, I believe this is the word of the God that gave us creation with the wisdom behind creation. And so the starting place is this. Here's the question. Here's where we're gonna end. So will you take him at his word? Will you take him at his word? I figured out my way did not work. Does not work, will not work. And I figured out what I took to him, he blessed it, multiplied it, used it, made it something better than I ever thought it could be. Here's the question. Is God's word the truth given to us by the creator with the wisdom behind creation? Here's your starting place before we come back for next week. So will you take him at his word? Are you ready to say, if you say it in my finances, that's what I'm going to do. If you say to my marriage, if you say how I raise kids, if you say how I act at school and how I treat other people, how I pick my major, what I do as I move into adulthood, if you'll say, you know what, I actually believe he knows the best thing and I will take him at his word. That is the starting place. Maybe there's somebody nutty enough to say, I still want some more of the other. I don't want any more of the other. Are you ready to take him at his word? We're going to end like this. I'm going to give you about a minute to just pray and just say, God, I want you to lead me during this time. I want you to remove the hard-headed and knuckle-headedness that wants to do it my way, and I want you to open my eyes to what your word has said about these things. Some of them I'm not ready to swallow, but I'm going to follow what you say, and God, I want you to take 12, 13 weeks, and I want you to change how I operate, how I maneuver. And then I want you to pray for those that are gonna go through this study with us. And I want you to pray for some that need to be here that should have been here tonight as we continue going through the 12 weeks. And then I'm gonna lead us in a closing word of prayer. So about a minute or so to pray with yourself and then I'll lead us in a word of prayer and we'll be dismissed. I'm going to lead us in word of prayer. Before I do, I want to, I want to say one thing before I lead us in word of prayer. Um, our, our youth are with us tonight. They're going to be with us through this whole study. That's not by accident. Sometimes I think, you know what, I wish I'd have known at 14 or 16 what I had to crash into two 10 times at 40 to figure out. And so what an awesome thing to say. You know what? God's word is true. He has a great plan for you. He has an awesome blessing for you. You don't have to go try everything, crash into everything, wreck everything to figure out God's word is truth. He has a great plan for you. And so I'm excited y'all are with us in our study. Let me leave you some word of prayer. Father, we come and I pray for each person here. I pray for the oldest person here to the youngest person here. I pray, Lord, first off, that we would trust you. And I pray if there's one that doesn't know you as Savior, that in the process of, of the truth being presented, they might find you. But I pray for us as believers that we would understand your word is truth, that you're gracious, that you're kind, that you're wise, that you're trustworthy, and that we should live according to the precepts, to the things, the commands that you've given us. I pray, Lord, for our young folks that they that they walk pointing glory to you. That they av- avoid the pitfalls that many of us fell into, and that they stand for a risen Savior for His glory. I I pray for the parents here tonight. I pray for those that are single parents here. I pray for those that are that are trying the best to raise kids, and it's a Hard thing. I pray for those that are having a hard time in their marriage and they're looking for answers. I pray for those that their health has gotten away from them and they're, they're upset and they're not sure about how they're going to respond with a terrible prognosis. I'm praying for those, Lord, that have financial trouble and, and, and troubles as, as they deal with their, their bills and their finances. All of these things, each one, their language, our grief, depression, anxiety, all of these things. Lord, that we would come to you and ask you, Lord, speak to us, lead us, and then we'd be prepared to walk in obedience. I pray for the folks here tonight. Bless them, encourage them. I pray as we finish up this week that it would not be in fear, it would not be in anger, but it would be a folks that are settled, that we have a hope that endures. We love you, and we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Glad you're here. You're the Smith.